Guru Nation, welcome to episode 436 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, we are going to um, listen to the Site Owner Academy presentation on content marketing, specifically for research sites. But there, is, don't let that fool you for you non-research site owners. There is a lot here for people looking to break into the industry, how you can use content marketing to actually differentiate yourself from the competition and get yourself or convince a site that you are the appropriate candidate to either be an intern, a coordinator, or whatever it is by mastering the art of content marketing when it comes to research sites, getting patients, and also a little bit industry-facing content marketing, but specifically for getting patients and building a brand around that. Speaking of building a brand, check out my Patreon channel. This is all we talk about on there. It's five bucks a month. It's a monthly mastermind with other people from Life Science and beyond talking about how to use social marketing, social media marketing, content marketing to build your brand and create more opportunities for yourself. We have a monthly mastermind. We hold each other accountable. I also post weekly videos on like actionable things that you could be doing or books you should be reading or things like that. Everything I'm working on, I share with you on Patreon. So patreon.com slash Links are in the show notes. Also check out the CRA and CRC Academies. Links in the show notes. Very proud to announce now that our CRC Academy offers an internship component as well. And uh, so check both of those out in the show notes. If you're interested in getting more studies for your site, text me 949-415-6256. With all that being said, enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, so welcome to the Site Owner Academy uh, weekly meetup that we have. And this is the slide presentations that we do every week for the Site Owner Academy. So how research sites can use content marketing for clinical research patient recruitment. So this is something that should be done all the time, not just for the purposes of recruitment. Uh, this really should be done for the purposes of branding. And then it's going to benefit recruitment. As long as you're working on your brand, it's going to benefit your site recruitment. And so we're, there's other ways to get patient recruitment, like running ads, like going out in the community and actually talking to clinicians. Those are the things Chris and I have done numerous webinars on, numerous podcasts around, numerous videos on. But this is specifically content marketing. So how to create digital social media brands, not ads brands. The difference between an ad and a brand is an ad is designed to get somebody to do something. Whereas, and you have to pay for it. Whereas branding is getting somebody to know about who you are. So that's the key difference. A lot of people think these are the same things and they treat branding as advertising. And then they wonder why nobody's caring too much about their social media posts. Uh, it's because we are trained as humans to ignore ads. Good question. Couldn't uh, content marketing also be advertising though? Yeah, For example. it actually can. Okay. Uh, yeah, your best, your best content marketing, your best posts, and you'll get to see because the public doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. You know, you can put some money behind those now as ads as well. 
But that shouldn't be the purpose. The purpose shouldn't be to find out. Let's find out which one of these we can run as an ad. The purpose is to get people engaged in what who you are, first of all. And then maybe what, what you're talking about. So, And then, of course, you can run ads behind the pieces of content that are doing exceptionally well. But most sites, including our own, don't really do this too much. You know, they rely on ads. They rely on running an ad when it's already too late, when they need patience. It's our, if you already need patience, it's too late to start doing content marketing. You know, the only thing you can do at that point is just run ads and throw money behind it. You really should be doing content marketing on an ongoing basis. And uh, that's the theme of this video podcast slash site owner academy uh session there's only four slides guys so this you know bear with us it's only four uh but it's i think it's important that we could go to slide two so use content marketing so some of the strategies for obtaining new patients will be indirect and might not pay off for some time but are worth pursuing this would be like starting a podcast or like starting a YouTube channel or starting an Instagram page for the site or starting a Facebook page for the site, right? The problem with most sites is they start doing all these things when they need patience. And again, it takes months, if not years, to start building your brand. So your brand is really not going to pay off right away. What's going to pay off right away is maybe ads, if you do the ads the right way, but that costs money. That's not free. Branding, content marketing, this is free. It's free stuff. Every business, not just clinical research, every business in general needs to do this. And it's if, if you don't want to do it or somebody that you're paying, uh, you know, maybe your coordinator doesn't have time for this, you need to bring in interns. You need to bring in people. Maybe your receptionist can do this. Somebody can create some posts for Instagram and Facebook. I would prefer if you're a research clinic that you get your clinicians involved and maybe start a podcast or you can record a 30-minute interview like Chris. Uh, you know how you and I do these interviews sometimes with people, 30 minutes. We can actually create like a little one-minute highlights from these posts and use them as ads or use them as smaller repurpose the content for social media like for other social media so i really like interviewing most sites already have all the clinicians there it's just a matter of sitting down somebody to sit down with them and start interviewing them about whatever it is that they specialize in if it's schizophrenia create content around schizophrenia if it's depression start doing that um that's content marketing. That's how you're going to get known in the space, but it's going to take time. It doesn't happen right away. You're not going to create one piece of content and then everybody's going to know who you are. This oh. is a regular thing. It's like exercise. It's a daily thing you got to do. So, I mean, these are, this is just my thoughts on this. So I can certainly see where this might be beneficial to a well-established research site. I don't know if I my personal opinion, I don't know if I'd advise this to a site that's just starting out. I'm sure they have bigger fish to fry, more important things for their time. 
And not only that, but they, they're not sure they're going to be in business in two years when they might see dividends from that. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's exactly right. And then my argument would be uh, you obviously have to figure out what you're doing when it comes to running your business first. Sure. But the sooner you start this, the better, because this could, if, if you still are in business in two years and you were doing this from the beginning, you could have a bigger brand than some of the established players two years down the road, three years down the road. So I think it's never too soon to get started, but you're right. You got to figure out your business first. Of course. Uh, and I suppose everybody needs a brand. I suppose if you're new and you would like to do something like this, it doesn't take a lot of time. Maybe you do something once a month, once every other week. Just do something. something. Most sites don't do anything, even the established ones. You know, okay. they'll, they'll maybe run ads. They'll hire a vendor to run ads. That's fine. You know, and we don't do this as well either. I mean, I think Monica does this a little bit with one of our sites, but we don't really do this either. We're too busy. Chris and I are too busy creating brands for the site network and the CRO and all yep. that kind of stuff. But for the sites, I mean, this is this is like your, could be a competitive advantage for you. This is, and then when you really need the patients, if you have a brand, it'll be easier to reach out to them. You have more of a platform at that point. And it's free. It's the best part is free. And the other best part is you can bring in an intern to do this for you. You know how many people want to intern at sites? Give me an example of how you would use an intern for this. Okay. Hey, Bob, thanks for wanting to be a coordinator. We don't, we, we will eventually train you, but right now we need an intern. And I noticed that, um, I don't know how old Bob is. It doesn't even matter how old Bob is, but I'm assuming Bob would be like a college graduate. Okay. So you're young, you know how to use TikTok and Instagram. Can you make a, uh, Instagram profile for our site and start posting things? Even if it's just funny things that happen around the office, you don't need to post pictures of patients or anything, but just the staff. So people get to know us. You do that every day for a minute while you're here. And then if you, if if Bob is doing good at that, you can start creating videos for YouTube. Take the same videos or create a video, interview somebody from the site, two-minute interview, put it on YouTube, create a one-minute podcast, put it on iTunes and Spotify. That's all Bob's got to do. That's all Bob's got to do. Put it on Facebook fan page. We're not asking a lot from Bob. Fair enough, now. This is kind of a tangent to what you just said, but isn't TikTok going off the air or did Walmart purchase it? Uh, I wish Walmart purchased it. It looks like, so TikTok is, it does honestly doesn't even matter what it is, what platform it is, but TikTok, um, it looks like it's coming back. It looks like they're convincing the United States to let certain parts of it uh, exist without selling. Okay. So, I don't know. It's kind of controversial. Maybe someone will buy it. Maybe someone won't. Maybe it's going to go out of business. It doesn't matter because there's always going to be platforms there's out there. Sure. Yeah, I just use TikTok because it's newer. So there's advantages to getting on there first um, right. as opposed to Instagram, which is a little more crowded. But there's plenty of people like Bob and like Mary who just finished college, need to get want to get a job in research but they and then sites are out there and they don't realize that building content 
building a brand can be done with an intern. So let them volunteer, let them focus on building this brand for you over the months, over a few months of them doing this, start letting them, you know, train them on research a little. If, if you do that, it's going to actually help them create better content for you. So they'll understand more about what a coordinator is. They'll be able to explain to patients, uh, you know, what a screening visit is, for example. There's very little good information out there about what an informed consent is and like how to explain this to just an average patient. Right. Yeah, so just educational stuff for patients. And there's other things you can do too, as far as building your brand, which we'll get into. And I just want to, we're not attorneys, but I just want to put a statement out there. You want to check with your laws on interns. There are no different states have different laws on how you utilize an intern. That's right. That's right. Check with your uh, states. Okay. Uh, but also, you can also create, let's say you're a clinic in Anaheim. Okay. You can create content around things in Anaheim and just associate yourself to that. So it doesn't always have to be about medicine or therapeutic indications. You can focus on things around Anaheim, you know, or, or whatever city you're in. Maybe, you know, th this is a good restaurant the staff goes to for lunch and you can blend things about your community with research. And that's something Bob and Mary, these, these, interns that we made up are probably already doing for their own Instagrams. So why can't they just do it for yours too? Sure. Uh, we're on the second bullet. Wow. This is going to take a while. One way to reach out to patient populations is through content marketing that targets the patient populations that your site needs. Exactly. So, um, there's ways that you can combine, this is the third bullet point, there's ways that you can combine physical marketing, like lunch and learns or speaking events for your clinicians. I know a lot of sites do actually do a good job of going out in the community, presenting to support groups, presenting to at health fairs um, uh, during normal times when there's, no, when there's no pandemic. They do 5K walks. 10k walks for a cause why not since you're doing that already why not also film it and document it and then you'll have from that one event you'll have like a month's worth of content for instagram and youtube and the podcast that you could do especially if somebody's speaking or presenting like maybe your pi is speaking at a nursing home as an example about research why not pull out your phone and record him doing this and then uploading that to YouTube. I mean, now you get a video, you got a podcast. If you put it on audio, if you splice it up into different reels, you've got highlight reels for, for that, for Instagram, uh, for the little shorter videos, Facebook, for the really good ones that are getting a lot of likes or comments, you can throw some money behind it and make it an ad. So a lot of the stuff sites are already doing, they're just not converting it to digital, which is a wasted opportunity to build to be uh, building your brand. Okay, slide three. We're almost done, guys. We're at the halfway point. Just hang in there. <laughs> hang in there and go start a uh, social media campaign right now. Be active in the community.
So sites should get involved in communities that engage the populations that they're interested in. So like on Facebook, as an example, there are already communities uh, for whatever indication your site specializes in. There's diabetes groups. There are schizophrenia groups. There's all kinds of things on Facebook. There's hashtags on Instagram and Twitter that you can use to find patients within the community. You can even, let's say you're a site that does schizophrenia. You can go on Twitter and put hashtag schizophrenia. You can find people who either have schizophrenia or are caregivers for those who have it or are clinicians treating these people. And you can ask to interview them for your podcast. And then they'll say, oh, who are you? Well, I'm with such and such site. This is what we do. We're a research clinic. Most people will say that's uh, that's amazing. Like we love re- clinical research. That sounds very um, innovative, uh, and so they would want to be featured on your platform, especially if they're already tweeting about it or are on Instagram using the hashtags. That means they want to be discovered too. So it's really easy to create this content. Like Bob, if Bob was in the office, you know, Chris, when when times get better, like back to coming into the office, I might just bring in an intern named Bob or Mary and just have them do this. Look for specifically a Bob or Mary. All right, sounds good. Yeah, Bob or Mary first, but other names will also do. Okay. Because I think this is a really good idea. It's just right now no one's coming into the office. And we actually we actually have done this before. There's been employees of ours that we have had do uh, content marketing and branding. But it's it wasn't consistent enough, right. and that's uh, that's my own fault because we get too busy with all the other stuff we're doing. Uh, but I think having a Bob or a Mary always in your clinic, and then you can just kind of shuffle them around. Like Bob and Mary, eventually going to want to be coordinators, and if they can earn the right to be a coordinator, they will. So then you're going to need another Bob and Mary to replace them for your content marketing, and. There's no shortage of people wanting to intern to get into clinical research. And if you're somebody that wants to intern at a site and that site is not as forward thinking as we're showing you how to be, or we're showing them how to be, you can give them the idea. Hey, have you seen Dan and Chris's webinar from the site owner Academy on September 10th, 2020? Oh, you haven't? Well, here's the link. This is what they're telling sites should be doing. And I actually want to intern for you. And I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to be Bob. I'm even willing to change my name for your purposes. Okay. So the this works for sites. And this also works if you're somebody looking to get into the industry. Because every site needs this, even if they don't know they need this. You need a brand. Uh, it is important that sites engage with the population that they are looking for by providing resources without having to mention clinical research. So this is true, right? Um, if you're on social media and you're trying to reach Joe Sixpack, uh, who lives in your community and maybe is a potential candidate for one of your studies, Joe Sixpack probably is not even aware that clinical research is an option for him. So you got to get you got to get Joe's attention somehow without necessarily talking about clinical research cuz he's not looking for that. 
So you've got to start. This is why I think doing reviews of restaurants in your community or reviewing like things that are around your community. Like if you're in Anaheim, you can actually a smaller city would even be better. Like if you're in uh, what's a small city, Chris? Uh, uh, Corona. Corona. If you're in Corona, you just you mix it up with your, like if you have a Facebook page or an Instagram feed, you can put some clinical research stuff there, of course, because that's who you are, but you also want to mix it up with the community that you're in. Hey, I just interviewed, you know, the, uh, the kindergarten teacher for this school. And so, you know, she's involved with the community. So you're, you're reaching the community and hopefully you get enough Joe six packs and Jane's to, pay attention to that and then maybe they get curious and they say oh this what is clinical research and then they start looking at some of your other posts and then they start to get educated what's an informed consent and all this is really being done without you necessarily communicating to them directly you're just building a brand and then if maybe they know somebody who has schizophrenia and they say hey uh hey um eric I just saw this Instagram post where these guys are right in our community doing research. I know that you, your son has schizophrenia. Uh, they're actually enrolling right now, according to their posts. So maybe reach out to them. This is how branding works. It works when you don't necessarily have to be one-on-one -on -one communicating with everybody. And I don't see what the downside of doing this is other than it takes some time uh, because it's free. It's free. It just takes some effort. Uh, last bullet point here. Sites can also focus on specific issues that affect their target community. An example of this would be to talk about finances for an older population, which may include patients with or at risk for Alzheimer's disease. That's right. Monica actually did this uh, in Spanish for one of our sites. So um, when Monica did this for Alzheimer's, they were talking about retirement and she interviewed somebody from the community who is a retirement planner. And we're trying to target a lot of these people who are about to get Alzheimer's. They're in that age range where they're going to retire. They're planning for retirement. That's also the age where the first symptoms of Alzheimer's start to show up. So we were trying to figure out how can we create content, first of all, for this demo, and then little by little introduce them to our brand where we then talk about memory, memory loss and things like that. So there's a lot of creative things you could be doing uh, with content marketing. It doesn't just have to be about clinical research, but you should find ways to embed clinical research into the, into the discussion, um, whether it's educating them on what's an informed consent, what a clinical trial actually is, how to participate. It doesn't really matter as long as they know who you are. That's the thing with branding. It's the goal is to get people to know that you exist. Uh, last slide, Chris, how do you like this so far? You're enjoying this? Yeah. I'm actually learning a few things. Oh, good. We need to find our Bob and our Mary, uh, very soon what, for breakthrough. I can guess what that name would be in Spanish for Mary, but what would it be for Bob? Roberto. Okay, I'm going to find some Roberto. And actually, speaking of minority, like diversity, right? 
This is a hot topic right now in the industry. We're on slide four, but I want to add this. So this is a really hot topic in the industry is diversity, including more minorities into studies, African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians. Right now, I think the last time I looked at an article, I think it was yesterday, actually, the data was 72% of trial participants are white. And that's fine. Nothing, nothing really wrong with that. But we need more inclusion of minorities okay, because we now. need, yeah, and we need we need better yeah, representation yeah. amongst everybody, right? We need more representation from African Americans. We need more representation from Hispanics and from Asians in yeah, clinical I research. I don't know if you read that article you sent, but I actually read it. It said over year over year, it's uh, decreasing for this breach by minority. Yeah, so it's getting worse. The problem's getting worse, not better, yep. right? So this diversity thing is important. It's going to be increasingly so. And what better way to play your role in this than through content marketing, right? And this would also encourage you to uh, leverage some of your staff members, right, who are minorities as well, and have them get involved with creating content for you. So. You know, if you have an Instagram account for your site, you can even do creative things like on Monday, Bob creates content. On Tuesday, Rosario creates content. On Wednesday, and it's just like a two-minute thing. It doesn't need to be a whole-day event. Two day or A two-minute thing, you create a video, you talk about whatever it is you want. You want to talk about the city you're in? Do that. You want to talk about clinical research? Do that. You want to mix the two? Do that. You want to talk about the therapeutic indication? Do that. Just do something. And then having the diversity in your staff also helps. So that's an added advantage for those sites that actually have employ minorities uh, or just a diverse group of staff. Uh, so this would be better for like the larger clinics that have more uh, employees to, to choose from but having them get involved as well. And if you don't have that option, you need to start interviewing people from the community, just randomly asking people, hey, or maybe ask some of your patients, have them sign a waiver uh, and say, hey, you know, you want to be on, on our social media. Let's interview you about why you found clinical research or how you discovered this site. If they want to do that, they, ca they can do that. So uh, helping patients basically helps you that's this last slide that we're on. You got to demonstrate that you have information that can help your target population and show a genuine interest in the issues that concern them. So what better way to do that than to interview and include people from the community into your content, all right? The more consistent that you are at content marketing, the more trust you can build with your target population. This is why I really think you need to be doing this every day if you're gonna take it seriously. And just like I said, a minute or two a day, that's all it takes. I mean, if you have a, a dedicated intern, they can spend a couple hours a day doing this. And then the other couple of hours learning about how to be a coordinator. Uh, sites should use content marketing and find creative new ways to think outside the box and find new patients. Don't wait till you need the patients to start doing this because this is something that builds up to making it easier for you to get patients. This is not something where you're going to make a video today and then tomorrow you're going to have 10 patients calling you.
So that's that. And Chris, as we meet with our new doctor tonight. Hopefully our new doctor. Yeah, hopefully our new PI at one of our clinics. We're gonna that's gonna open us up to a wide variety of studies. And we're really gonna have to start doing content marketing for uh, breakthrough clinical trials. So we're gonna need a Bob and a Mary. If you are a Bob and a Mary, email me right now because this will be on YouTube. Dan at the clinicaltrialsguru.com. You have to be local though. We're like when the pandemic's over, we need you here. Is it okay if they're Roberto or Maria? Yeah. Okay. Good That'd be fantastic. Then we can start doing Spanish stuff like we are with Monica. Yep. So that's it. Thank you. We will stop recording so we could go private with our site owners. Thank you for watching and listening. So, hey, everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com. And you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.